For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. And we are brought to you by Bet Online, which has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the NFL season continues its push to the playoffs, it is the number one spot for all the sports action. And they have a newly updated website. And if you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE to receive that bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the offers that are amazing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and bet online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Tuesday to you. So in the pre-show, we were talking about underclassmen declarations and ones that we were waiting on. And uh, David Ajabo must have heard us. Are you kidding? Because he, no, 11.29 a.m. this morning. So three <laughs> minutes ago, posted that he was officially declaring for the NFL draft. So he is officially in. To answer right. the question is, who are we waiting on still? That's like big names. And Kyle in the pre-show meeting was like, yeah, I don't think David Ajabo has declared yet. I think that's one right. of the ones we're waiting on. Well, David's yeah, got well, us. There you one. go. That's nuts. Now he's in. Anybody else you want to go? Tyler Smith, I need to... All right, three minutes from now, we'll see if Tyler Smith declares. Right, we'll put it in, put it out into the, into the <laughs> world, and speak it into existence. Not Should talking we? prospects, though. Yeah. No, no. What do we, what do we got today, sir? So it is the beginning of 2022, the January 4th. We have decided on the show that we are going to give out New Year's resolutions, what the New Year's resolution should be for all 32 teams. Now, 32 teams in one podcast, we'd be here all day. So we're splitting it up, AFC and NFC, over the next two days. Uh, today is the AFC here on the show. And one of the things uh, that we uh, didn't really talk about, gentlemen, is the order in which we are going to give these resolutions out. My thought would be is to go in the draft order. So since Jacksonville is going to be picking first, we give them their resolution first and we work through the draft order that way. Is that okay with everybody? Do we like that? Sure. Sure. Okay, great. Fantastic. So we're going to alternate who gives their resolution first, because I think some of these are going to be at least a little bit similar for some of the, the bigger teams or the teams that make, you know, have big glaring needs. So we'll start with the team picking first overall, at least according to Tankathon, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kyle, we will start with you. Your New Year's resolution for the Jacksonville Jaguars is hire a real head coach. Okay. <laughs> Is there any additional commentary needed or I, I wrote down fine leadership, but yeah, I think the, the spirit is the same build around Trevor Lawrence. The Houston Texans who pick number three, four and 12 uh, this season, Joe, your new year's resolution for the Houston Texans. Get good players and don't force a quarterback. It's kind of an offshoot of hashtag draft. Good players, Kyle. It is. Well, it's also, um, 
hashtag Joe double the classic Joe double dip. He took your resolution. He? And, well, he, he did. He did two things here. Yeah. Did I? It's either don't force a quarterback or draft good players. Pick one. And if you wanted to say just draft good players and let that be all encompassing. And if you find a good quarterback, great. But instead, he, he had to double dip. Classic Joe double dip. Mine is get get Deshaun Watson's situation behind you. It's so good. This this has been a 12-month plus. And by the time March comes around, will have been like 15-month saga. And you as an organization are trying to move on to the next chapter. And that can't get accomplished unless you move on. And I understand trying to maximize your value and uh, the, the payroll triples this year. So there's going to be more motivation to move, but that would be my resolution is to, to close that chapter and move on as an organization. Yeah. I think it's been fascinating to see that after the trade deadline that it hasn't, no one's really talked about Deshaun Watson, obviously, because he can't go anywhere. He's not playing for the team, but I think those talks are going to very easily ramp back up. His name's going to be back mm -hmm. in the news on a regular basis. Once the regular season and postseason comes to an end, and then all of the think pieces can come out about, you know, teams that make sense for Deshaun Watson, which teams should trade for him, all of that stuff that we expect to see uh, this off season. Uh, the next team up, the New York Jets who pick number four, uh, in this year's draft. Kyle, uh, we're going to alternate, uh, go back and forth, so you can go first, giving the Jets their resolution for 2022. Build up your back seven on the defensive side of the football. And I understand that you can make a case, this regime and their background, drafting corners high. I'm not saying draft corners high necessarily, but I'm saying you've got a defensive-minded head coach. If he's going to realize his vision on what he wants this team to look like, you've got a reasonable amount of investments around Zach Wilson. He's going to have to grow as a player. You're still not done building around him, but I look at the talent in the defensive back seven, and you need to get a lot better there for Robert Sala. What's interesting about your answer there, Kyle, is I'm amazingly prepared for the jets because after we, we do this podcast, I'm presenting team needs to the mm -hmm. TDN staff for the jets. And so I came in quite prepared on the jets and you know what I have written down? talent for the defense, which is interesting because they do have a young quarterback in Zach Wilson, but I think you put a lot of stress on him if you can't play reasonable defense and trust them to get stops. And so I think obviously both sides of the football matter and they need to do more around Zach Wilson, but I'm not sure anything could be more significant for that team and taking pressure off of Zach Wilson than stabilizing the defensive side of the football. Can I can I interject real quick? Uh, the most points allowed in the history of the New York Jets franchise has come in 2021. They have 477, if I'm not mistaken. 477 points allowed yeah. this season is 20 more points than any other iteration of the franchise has ever allowed. And that 457 was by the 2020 team. This is literally the two-year worst defensive stretch in the history of the New York Jets. Well, thank you. This is supposed to be resolutions, not supposed to be negativity here on the show, but that's fine. Neither here nor there. Uh, the Denver Broncos, the next team up for us to discuss. And Joe, I'll go to you first on this one. A New Year's resolution for the Denver Broncos. Get a quarterback. You have to feel really good about so much or so much else that exists on this roster. Go out and get a quarterback. There should be some nice veterans available. Uh, yeah, you know what the, the Denver Broncos are in scoring defense this year? 
I don't. First. They they are third in the NFL in scoring mm. defense with wow. 294 points allowed, and they are seven and nine. <laughs> Go get a competent quarterback to run your offense because they you have a lot of skill players that are talented yeah. too. Good. It's pretty players. inexcusable to be seven and nine. Speaking of teams that are seven and nine, the next team up on the list, and I'm fascinated to see what the resolutions are for this team, the Cleveland Browns, Kyle. Get Baker Mayfield healthy and pray to God that who he was this year isn't who he really is. It's, very, it's a very interesting resolution there. Well, this they're, they're not going to have a lot of paths to other alternatives at the quarterback position. And well, Baker has shown in stretches that he can play at a, a reasonable level. And he's been super bad. He's got multiple injuries he's playing through this year. So... You need a little bit of clarity. I don't I don't think it's early enough to pull the plug and call it quits. But, you know, they, they certainly would be well within their rights to explore high-level alternatives. I just don't know that they're going to be in the market to get one of them. So you got to hope Baker figures it out. So get him healthy. If Cleveland calls Minnesota and offers Baker Mayfield, who says no? For Cousins. Stefanski would want Cousins. He would. I mean, this the mess. The way Baker sounded after that game yesterday, where he took nine sacks, didn't sound he was like not shy a, about criticizing no, Kevin Stefanski. No, it doesn't. It just it kind of feels like a divorce might be necessary here. <laughs> is that your resolution for the? the I wrote job? down trade Baker. <laughs> Okay, so then, yes, that is your resolution. Okay, yeah, so yeah, kind of went the other way. There. So we agree they need better quarterback play for the rest of the roster. And and it could be Baker, right? To your point, Kyle. Right, it But could something's got to happen here, right? Uh, yes. Kyle, I'll let, you, I'll let you go first since the Miami Dolphins are the next team up and they are your team. And so I'm sure that you've thought about this extensively uh, to start 2022. The New Year's resolution for the Miami Dolphins is... Hire a real offensive coordinator. We have co-offensive coordinators, George Gotzi, Eric Studisville. Uh, there's perception that not everybody on in the organization is on the same page and rowing in the same direction with Tua Tungvaloa. But you need somebody to run the offense and take ownership of that side of the football and then collectively get everybody on the same page on what you're doing at quarterback. Obviously there's been a lot of trade rumors with Tua and Deshaun Watson and all that stuff, but like you had co-offensive coordinators this year. And for the first month of the season, your quarterback's coach who had two years of OC experience at central Michigan was calling the plays in the headset. What are you doing? Get a real OC. And even if it's not somebody sexy, like what's Brian Schottenheimer doing right now? He's the passing game coordinator for Jacksonville. But when he ran the offense in Seattle, they at least had a commitment to run the football. Like, Dolphins can't run the ball to save their lives. They're averaging 3.4 yards per carry this year. They can't run the football because they don't have any horses. Get somebody who can control that side of the ball and then figure out what direction you're going and then go all in to fix that side of the ball because you scored 96 less points this year than you did last year through 16 games. 
I'm going to go very straightforward with my answer. Trade for Deshaun Watson to become a Super Bowl contender. The Baltimore Ravens, the next team up on the list. Joe, you can go first for the Baltimore Ravens. Make sure your rehab facility is fully stocked with uh, people that can help these guys recover from all these injuries. If that doesn't fit as an acceptable answer, just get offensive line help. No, we'll we'll accept that first one as an answer. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, but we will accept it as an answer, yes. Go ahead. Uh, I think they need to get back to the the three tight end stuff. Yeah, you've been on that for a bit. Yeah, I mean, they they broke up the band and Hayden Hurst left and Nick Boyle's been hurt, so, like, I get it, but that was when Lamar was at his best and Lamar as a passer, when you've put him in zero situations and they they haven't had an answer for that in the passing game yet. So if teams want to go sub package and zero, you go 13 personnel and ram the Mm -hmm. ball down their effing throat, you Mm -hmm. know, like run outside on them, run right at them, run power concepts, trap them, whatever. But then you can still have the passing game involved with, uber athletic tight ends and they they got away from that from 2019 and i don't think they've been the same ever since the pittsburgh steelers coming off of a uh, monday night football victory last night over the cleveland browns we talked about earlier uh i think i know what the answer is going to be here for both of you but it'll be interesting to see so kyle will go with you first the new year's resolution for the pittsburgh steelers get aggressive and try and secure an established nfl starting quarterback to replace ben roethlisberger I have uh, find a worthwhile new direction at quarterback. And I think Kyle and I are, are, are on the same page there. I definitely wanted to emphasize in my response that Mason Rudolph isn't, isn't that right. I know that he's under contract next year, but get, get, get a real quarterback, you know, like want somebody that you can actually advance. How many pass attempts did, how many pass attempts did Ben have last night? 40 something. Was it was a 47? Oh, I was thinking of Baker's numbers. Yeah, he had a lot. But I do you think that was and he had it like just, 134 yards off? Yeah, 134 passing yards or something. It's a pop gun offense, but like 24 or 46 for 123 yards. Slinging it out there. 46 pass attempts for 123 yards. 2.7 yards of completion. Pop Not gun great. offense, man. And Getting I think Canada out of there too. I think the point that both of you guys are making is you're not necessarily emphasizing drafting a quarterback. You're just emphasizing upgrade at the quarterback position, however you can do so. If that means bringing Mm -hmm. in an established veteran or if it means exploring the draft option, you're not putting all your eggs uh, into one basket was my takeaway there. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders are the next team up. Uh, They are picking 18th year in the draft. Uh, I forget who went first last time. So, Kyle, you go first. Yeah, um, I think obviously you you need to – find some stability and, and some leadership within that organization. Um, there's, there's been an unexpected coaching change amid the Washington email scandal that uh, had John Gruden dismissed of his position, but even uh, guys like Damon Arnett um, and Nate Hobbs, who was just uh, found asleep, intoxicated behind the wheel. And like Vegas has got to be a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they need somebody in there to run that organization that can provide the kind of leadership that some of these young guys on this roster need to avoid some of the temptations that seem like are out there in Las Vegas. So I think, you know, that leadership position within that organization is going to be very important for them. 
100% agree. I wrote down, nail the coaching hire. You mentioned some of those circumstances and, of course, the Henry Rugg situation as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a spot where you got to have the right leader to keep everyone focused and uh, being accountable. The Los Angeles Chargers, the next team up uh, in the New Year's resolution. Joe, for a team that is 9-7, and seven, playing for a playoff spot this week uh, when they play the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Your New Year's resolution for the Los Angeles Chargers. Fix your defensive line. They're not stopping the run. They're not getting enough pressure. And Brandon Staley, we know, can coach defense, but I think the shortcomings of of what they are up front is really hurting them. Yeah, uh, 42 points allowed to the Browns this year, 34 points allowed to the Ravens this year. Uh, the Broncos scored 28. The Steelers scored 37. How many did uh, the Houston Giants drop scored on them? Tw- I'm getting there. Giants were 21 <laughs> on them, which is bad enough when you consider right. how bad the Giants have been offensively. Uh, Chiefs 34 and Texans 41. And granted, there was a pick six in that game, but nevertheless, 41 points allowed. Uh, they have allowed 424 points uh, this season, which is, I think, the th- tied for third most with the Houston Texans defense in the AFC. <laughs> Not a team you want to be compared to in that. Regard. No, no. So is that your resolution as well? So what's the, your defense? Because you just went on a stat train there. So fix your defense. <laughs> fix your defense, please. And I think Joe's got it right. I think interior defensive line and additional pass rusher opposite Joey Bills are a great place to start. Sorry, Kyle. That was just funny that you just took Joe's point. <laughs> I mean, just... it's that bad. Allow I'm... the other team to score less points there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, the next team up. Kyle, I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, maximize your uh, your weaponry around Carson Wentz in the passing game. Um, the the running game with the offensive line, and even when the offensive line has been dealing with adversity, the running game's been humming this year. Um, but I think the more that you can do to help Carson Wentz uh, to be able to play at as high of a level as he possibly can. This is a pretty clear window for them where I think if they get a couple tweaks right, this is a potential 11-12 win team. They're on the doorstep of 10 this year. And uh, if you get to that point and you win the division, you get a couple of home playoff games, who knows what can happen when you play defense the way that they do and they're capable of running the ball the way that they do. I have written down more weapons in the passing game, so we're on the same page there. The New England Patriots. Double-digit win team once again, going to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. This will be interesting to see what the resolutions are for a team that we all despise altogether. But, Joe, I'll let you go first. Yeah, fine receivers for Mac Jones. I know they have the tight end room figured out. The running back room's good. Offensive line's good. They need to get some guys that Mac Jones can work with and advance forward with. And so I think they need to find a couple of guys there to go with Jacoby Myers and Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I think accentuating what Mac Jones does well as a passer. Um, not trying to make too many leaps forward, but I think you know their formula is pretty clear. And I think if you get some more mismatched type players uh, who can help them continue to create explosive plays in the passing game and win some outside one-on-one matchups and uh, kind of put some fear in teams uh, to force them at times to, to potentially play 
some two high coverage shells and get that extra defender out of the box and really create some conflict when you're trying to defend them. I think that's, that's key. So I agree with Joe. Uh, four teams left the Buffalo bills are the next team up. And since I afforded uh, Kyle, you the opportunity to go first on the dolphins, I will afford Joe the opportunity to go first on the Buffalo bills. I've written down, keep investing in the trenches um, for as much as the bills have invested draft capital on the defensive line. They are about to have a massive exodus of veterans. Um, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, expiring contracts. I think Ed Oliver and Starla Tulele are the only defensive tackles under contract next year. So that's obviously important. And then that you want to find an answer at left guard for this football team. And so keep investing in those trenches. I think that's the most important thing they can do to continue kind of staying where they've been. Do whatever it takes to get the one seed in the AFC in 2022-2023. That team, with that home environment, with the explosiveness that they have and Josh Allen's physical skills and projecting that to cold-weather team, and I know they're just coming off a game in which he, what, had three picks and played in cold-weather game and, like, inclement weather and, like, oh, that's all fine and dandy, but, like, that team having home field advantage through the playoffs to be able to host anybody, I think is a big piece of the puzzle for them getting over the hump uh, that they got stuck on last year. And we'll see how it goes in the postseason this year for the bills. To add to Kyle's point there, the bills over the last three seasons, two and zero at home in the playoffs, zero and two on the road in the playoffs. And if there ever was a year to have the one seed, it was this year, right? I mean, you, you right. 11 and five's you, got it right now, of course. Right. And you lost to that team, Tennessee, because you couldn't convert that fourth and one at the end of the game. Right. So it was right there. Despite your hiccups along the way, this was the year to get it. The Cincinnati Bengals, one of the surprises, pleasant surprises of uh, the football year this year. So for 2022, Kyle, what should Cincinnati's resolution be? I'm going to pull a Joe Marino here and double dip. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Good should 20 minutes after I offense. was criticized. Invest in the offensive line, but don't get complacent on defense. I have offensive line. Um, it's amazing what Joe Burrow does under pressure. Imagine if he didn't have to face it so often. He has more 50-yard completions, I think, than anybody in the last 20 years. I think yeah, that's, that's true. It's wow. he just slings it down the field. I think it's I think a, it's twelve. I think he has twelve fifty yard completions this season. Guy had a five hundred plus yard passing game and followed it up with a four hundred plus yard passing yeah. game. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. Um the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the next team up. Joe, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I think it's important for them to stockpile weapons. Um, not a lot coming back next year behind Hill and Kelsey, and Hill's contract's gonna be up pretty soon. And so I think you want to make sure that that cupboard stays full for Patrick Mahomes to be able to be the dynamic quarterback that he is. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, for all the flack the defense caught in the first half of the season, they've uh, allowed 340 points this year, and they're plus 112 through 16 games in, in point differential. So uh, the defense, their second half resurgence has been good. So keeping the identity of your team intact and potentially finding upgrade opportunities in the skill positions is important in my opinion. Tennessee Titans, the last team up on our list. Kyle, close us out on the AFC, the Titans resolution for 2022. Find more depth. I think we looked at this depth chart in the summer, and we identified there's a lot of talent here at a lot of different spots. 
Uh, and they've done well to kind of take the uh, Derrick Henry injury in stride uh, and have positioned themselves with one week to go and facing a soft opponent to secure the one seed in the AFC with a win. Um, but I just worry about that team in postseason environment. Uh, if you get into like a knock them down, drag them out, slugfest, do you have enough rotational depth to be able to sustain yourselves and go the distance in a 12 round fight. I think that's fair, man. And it's kind of crazy how much they've had to use depth that seemingly is underwhelming this year, whether it's corner offensive line running back, like you mentioned, I've written down more weapons. You know, I, I think this team, obviously Julio Jones, AJ Brown and Derek Henry is your big three seems like a really good plan until they're hurt. <laughs> and that's kind of been Julio Jones's problem. A.J. Brown, a very physical receiver. Obviously, Derrick Henry, a very physical running back. If you're going to hit your wagon to that, then you need to make sure that you have options for when those inevitable injuries come. And so just just add more to make this offense more explosive and protect yourself if there's injuries. The tight end position is a big one, too. Oh, gosh, like, right? You know, Imagine if they had a legit threat at tight end. Right. And that's been such a key part, like whether it's Delaney Walker or Johnny Smith. And then they just said, okay, Anthony Ferkser, we think you're going to be fine. And that had been such an important part of that offense. So uh, that's AFC New Year's resolutions. Can I share something with you that came across the timeline that is unrelated to anything that we did here today, just to give everybody some food for thought while they're hanging out today? Yes. Tweet came across the timeline because of everything that happened in week 17. If Pittsburgh beats Baltimore on Sunday, right? So just play this out for just a second. If Pittsburgh beats Baltimore and the Colts lose to the Jags, it's only a t- two things that need to happen. Not very reasonable. The Jags aren't playing particularly well. Oh, is this, well. is this about the but tie? If they do, if those two things happen, if the Raiders and Chargers tie, they are both in. That is a scenario that I don't think the NFL wants to play out on Sunday Night Football where both teams are not incent- – they are incentivized to not lose, not to win. They are just incentivized to keep the score close. I'm not sure they're going to like that. So interesting thing to keep an eye on. Uh, people are suggesting that it would just be a, a kneel fest for four quarters. Right. I don't hand, know if it would go to sh- – Handshake agreement and, <laughs> hey, we can both get into the playoffs as wildcard teams with a tie here. I don't think division rivals would do that. Uh, but it's certainly some food for thought as you're watching the games this weekend. Fun subplot. We are uh, going to cook up NFC resolutions for tomorrow on the show. Make sure you don't miss it. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast. Make it a good one. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.